Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. President Biden's name will not be on the ballot when New Hampshire voters go to the polls Tuesday. When New Hampshire refused to allow South Carolina to be the first in the nation primary, the president and the Democratic National Committee chose to ignore the Granite State. As a result, Joe Biden's name will not appear on the ballot. That's created a unique situation heading into Tuesday's primary as state Democrats are waging a writing campaign aimed at preventing an embarrassing loss for Mr. Biden that might fuel concerns about the strength of his reelection bid. Greg Clugston, Washington. State of Alabama preparing to attempt the nation's first ever execution using nitrogen gas. Kenneth Eugene Smith slated to be put to death Thursday by nitrogen hypoxia. The state plans to use a respirator face mask to replace Smith's breathing air. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher explains today's America. I have to believe even even some people on the left are starting to wake up and realize the miserable condition of the United States. Our culture is in an undeniable state of freefall. I mean, my gosh, every tradition, everything that used to be so great about this country, they have torn down. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Save money these days with the Patriot Half-Off Deals program, where you can start saving 50% or more with great products and services right here in the Twin Cities. Just visit our website, am1280thepatriot.com, and click the Half-Off Deals icon. From the Genovations Regen Weather Center, tonight's low of 16 degrees, cloudy skies, throughout your evening and overnight hours. Monday remains cloudy with a high of 30 degrees. You're listening to AM1280 The Patriot, another full hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson coming up. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You got us away in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. And if you'd like to view the broadcast, yeah, you can just go to our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page and uh, give our page a like or a follow if you have yet to do so. 
And you can view the broadcast by leaving a comment in the uh, comment section. And as always, we uh, thank you for tuning in. I talked local issues in the uh, first hour, so obviously I want to move on to national issues. Uh, 2024 is a presidential election year, so there always seems to be some components on a week-in, week-out basis of a presidential race. And this past Monday was the Iowa caucuses. Going in, uh, Donald Trump had an overwhelming lead in the polls, and it just seemed like a, a fait accompli that Trump was going to win it. And I, I said going in, even if Trump did not win the Iowa caucus, it really wouldn't matter because he'd probably still steamroll to the nomination. Uh, and because I, I just look back to 2016, Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus in 2016. Trump uh, barely outpaced Marco Rubio for second place. And a lot of people are trying to spin that as a disappointing finish. Oh, here it is. Okay, finally, people are when they have to when the rubber meets the road and they have actually have to vote vote for that maniac, Trump. Yeah, they just can't do it. Well, he then rolled on into New Hampshire and won some other key states. I mean, he trounced in Florida, even though Marco Rubio was in the race. Uh, so yeah, it just um, and he and all of the East Coast primaries he cleaned up on later on. So. It was a fait accompli in, in, in 2016, and it, it pretty much is now. Again, I, I talked about it last week. The Republicans did the right thing and winnowed the field down significantly, um, but it didn't didn't do much good. I guess Asa, what I didn't what I was surprised is that Asa Hutchinson was still in the race uh, because you know the day after the Iowa caucus, like oh, uh, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson is dropping out of the Republican uh, presidential race. And in other news, Asa Hutchinson was still in the presidential race. You know, I mean, it just, I, I, I miss that one. But uh, regardless, the thing that really stood out to me was how thoroughly dominant Trump was in Iowa. I, I just saw this the other day. Of the 99 counties in Iowa, he won 98 of them. And the one county he did not win, Nikki Haley uh, bested him by one vote. So I'm, I guarantee you there's some uh, Trumpkins who are out there claiming voter fraud in that particular county. I guarantee you that they're out there. But <laughs> I digress. So in case um, you didn't already realize that the Republican Party is now Donald, is Donald Trump's party. It's uh, the National Republican Party, that is. It's it's Trump's party. It's a party where basically there's no discernible agenda, rather airing of grievances, i.e. the stolen 2020 election that wasn't actually stolen, and owning the progs. I mean, that just seems to be where we are now. Uh, outer substantive campaigns on the issues in our maniacal and untruthful social media posts, meme wars, and boat parades. So that's where we're at now. You know, and that's that's not a good place to be in. You know, and I get it. I get it. You know, you had a lot of uh, people were disaffected with the old Republican Party who would basically do things. They get in power and people felt that they weren't acting on their best interests. And, you know, some of that criticism is fair. Some of it is unfair. Like there are certain nuances in the legislative process. And. There's just only so much you could do if you have the majority in the House but not the majority in the Senate. Okay? And 
there was also this situation where people felt like uh, presidential candidates John McCain in 2008 and Mitt Romney in 2012 just let themselves get beat up upon and hardly retort. And people thought that Mitt Romney was tougher on Republicans than he was in Democrats. And that's not a totally unfair criticism. But to swing the pendulum way the other way, where you have someone like Donald Trump as the as a standard bearer, eventually he's going to go away. I don't know when that is, okay? Because if he loses in twenty twenty four, you know they're going to they're going to scream fraud, and we're going to go through this all over again. And he's going to run again in twenty twenty eight. And any uh, substantive governor like a Ron DeSantis or say even a Brian Kemp or Greg Abbott were to get in, it's like, well, it's not your time. It's still Trump's time. It's, you got to wait your turn. Got to wait your turn. We're going to keep playing this every four years? I hope not. But uh, a few other thoughts on this. Uh, one of the things that uh, stood out was that the media media outlets called the race in Iowa literally as hundreds of people were still in line to vote. I think polls closed at 8 o'clock. Why, why couldn't you? Why? I mean, isn't that the ethical thing to do? is to wait until polls actually close before you make your projections. Instead, people were getting notifications on their smartphone while they were waiting in line to vote that the race was called for Donald Trump. Now, I get it. I I get it. It would not have made one iota of difference. It wouldn't have. Donald Trump was still going to win, even if the media waited until the next day to officially call it. I I totally 100% acknowledge that. But can you imagine the fits of rage... Trumpkins would have had had their guy's opponent been declared the winner early, say if Ron DeSantis did a lot better and was actually on pace to win and he projected to win before the polls closed. Can you imagine their reactions? Well, we don't really have to think that hard. It's not that much of a stretch. Look at the impotent rage back in 2020. When uh, Chris Steyerwalt, who was part of Fox News Decision Desk and election coverage that night, he called Joe, he called Arizona for Joe Biden. Projected that Joe Biden was going to be the winner. And this was after the polls closed. So Chris Steyerwalt's call had no impact on the results. And it turns out he made the correct call. But yet these Trumpkins to this day still aren't accepting those results. So I'm just saying, you know, if you if you're going to if you're going to be consistent. You should at least say, hey, come on, media, I don't care what political stripes you are or whose team you're on, at least wait till the polls close here. Uh, and after finishing a distant fourth, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out of the race and immediately endorsed Trump. Zero surprise. I've said from the beginning that Ramaswamy was only in as a glorified Trump surrogate. He talked about he was in it to win it. No, he was there, he was there to performatively hump the former president's leg and hopefully be the uh, president's, uh, be Donald Trump's vice presidential candidate. To Trump's presidential candidacy, that that's what he's angling for. Let's just let's just be perfectly honest. Now um, that he's dropped out of the race, he can put his full uh, attention in trying to um, uh, get Donald Trump's uh, to select him as his VP candidate. We shall see. Uh, but the one thing that really stood out to me is after the the win. And it was a dominant win, thoroughly dominant win. Again, winning 98 of 99 counties in the one county he lost. He lost by one vote. Uh, Donald Trump uh, called for unity. So, okay, we, 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 need to, we need to unify, you know, 
coalesce behind one candidate here. It's very apparent who the, the, the candidate is going to be. We need, we need to be unified here. Um, Donald Trump is the last person to have any moral authority on calling for unity. I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge that if you want the Republican candidate, no matter who it is, to win the presidency, that Republican candidate looks like it's Donald Trump. It would probably be a good idea, you know, for everyone to 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 get fall in line behind him. I I personally would not. Okay, I I don't need to continue to explain how I'm I'm not voting for Trump for anything ever again under any circumstances. But I'm just saying for those who are going to vote for whomever the Republican candidate is, at this point it looks like it's going to be Donald Trump. Then yeah, it, it should be encouraged to to coalesce behind him. Because all of the money Trump is raising and his super PACs are raising are going to legal bills. So there's barely enough to put forth a credible campaign, and he's, he, his campaigns are a disorganized mess anyways. But this would allow the Republican National Committee to merge their campaign operations and fall fully behind Donald Trump. Well, with there being multiple candidates vying for the Republican nomination, obviously the RNC can't just get behind one candidate, even though that candidate is Donald Trump who's way who's lapping the field. They can't do that. But if all other candidates drop out, basically, leaving just Trump, yeah, then the RNC could could merge their uh their campaign operations. So again, that's that's a if there is a desire for unity among those who are behind Trump, then that'd be the smart thing to do. But again, he has no moral authority to call for unity. This is the same maniac who savaged his former press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, during, uh, I believe it was, a, it was back in May, they were talking pre- the presidential race, and she talked about Trump leading the polls by 25 points, and he basically went nuclear on her, calling her milk toast, and saying, you know, how dare she, I lead by 34 points, not 25, and savaged her for not saying he had as big a lead as he did. I mean, how unbelievably petty and petulant can you be? Well, you just need to look back at 2016 and his term as president We we to answer that question. But this is someone who took shrapnel from the White House press corps on an almost daily basis and turned the arsenal back on them, defending the Trump administration, even at times when it was undefensible, indefensible, I should say. And he and and he savages her because she said he was only up by twenty five instead of thirty four in the polls back in May. So uh, this crazed loser is the absolute last person to have any moral authority whatsoever to call for unity. So again, the uh, once Donald Trump won handily in Iowa, this gave the progs their platform to say he's uniquely dangerous, someone who fomented an insurrection. Has no right to to be anywhere near the White House. You go, Republicans. You got to do something about this. They do the concern trolling, but on the other side of their mouths, they basically say they're all the same. So um, we'll cover that again in a little bit. I've talked a lot about that before, but uh, uh, Governor J.P. Pritzker, the governor out of Illinois, uh, had some interesting comments that we'll play for you uh, when we come back the next segment. And again, we are available to take your phone calls six five one. 
289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. You can also check out our live stream on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment in mere moments. Go nowhere. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Make getting out of debt your New Year's resolution. If you owe $10,000 or more in debt, before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 17 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. The Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org Prolife Across America is educational, non-political and tax deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Do we have some sort of breaking news, Sounder Spencer? I probably should have thought of that. Yeah, there is breaking news. We'll take it down. Boy, how, how timely is this? Uh, I was basically saying if indeed the goal is to defeat Joe Biden 
And to help Trump with his campaign disorganization and lackluster fundraising, the RNC needs to marry its campaign operations with Trump, but they can't do that while there are other candidates in the race. Well, Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the presidential race and has endorsed Donald Trump. Yeah, I, got, I just got a ping on my phone from National Review. Uh, Ron DeSantis dropped out of the presidential race this afternoon and endorsed former President Donald Trump, announcing the suspension of his embattled campaign in a video posted to social media just two days before the first in the nation New Hampshire primary. DeSantis acknowledged in the video that he no longer had a clear path to victory in 2024, but emphasized that his political career is just beginning. While this campaign has ended, the mission continues. Down here in Florida, we will continue to show the country how to lead, the governor said. DeSantis's departure comes day after his allies began making calls to top donors, asking whether the candidate should drop out ahead of the New Hampshire primary, as first reported by National Review. The campaign continued to tell reporters as recently as Sunday afternoon that their candidate would stay in the race for South Carolina, force rival and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley to drop out should she lose her home state and hopefully go toe-to-toe with Trump in the event that she drops out. But behind closed doors, DeSantis' allies were, of course, mindful of the fact that the Florida governor continued to poll in the single digits in New Hampshire compared with Haley, who is still polling behind Trump, but is gaining on him in some surveys. As recently as Tuesday, one day after DeSantis finished roughly 30 points behind first-place finisher Donald Trump in Iowa, the campaign insisted that DeSantis still had a path forward to the nomination. So there you have it. Um, I I hope the DeSantis people are keeping receipts because what you heard a lot of the Trumpkins say um, is, hey, governor, you're an impressive governor. You've done great things in your state. But we're going to say you're not doing great things because we want our guy to be president. <laughs> I dog rolls. Um, but 2028 is your time. Wait till 2028. 2028 is your time. Uh, this is Donald Trump's time right now. I hope the DeSantis campaign keeps receipts. Because if Trump loses in 24, the country may want a, a big-time course correction, and Ron DeSantis will be it. He'll be clear of his gubernatorial responsibilities by then because he can only serve two terms. So he'll be done in January of 2027 as governor of Florida. So I hope the DeSantis campaign kept receipts, go back to each one of these individuals, say, okay, let's do it. Let's go. Come on. Let's, let's, let's acquiesce. I, I dropped out, endorsed your guy, even though one of your maniacal campaign surrogates, Laura Loomer faked, said my wife, my wife faked having cancer. Oh, yeah. You know, you remember that one? Laura Loomer accused Casey DeSantis of faking cancer in order to kind of gin up sympathy for her husband's campaign. Yeah. And so uh, Ron DeSantis has a lot. Um, I don't know what he's got a lot of, but um, I'll say grace to be kind. He's got a lot more grace than I would have. And again, how how many more uh, parallels are we going to have to 2016 where Ted Cruz, now granted it was um, after the convention, finally came around to supporting Donald Trump, even though Trump retweeted a tweet that made fun of Ted Cruz's wife's looks. Okay? So uh, all I got to say to those Republicans that are falling behind in, in, in endorsing Trump, you know, that's your prerogative, certainly, and you don't have to justify anything to me, but I sure as heck hope it's worth it, okay? 
because he'll, you know, now all of a sudden he's going to be Ron, he's not going to be DeSantis anymore. Ron DeSantis, great governor, fine governor, one of the best governors we've ever had. You know, we'll, we'll be back to that. And he'll do so without a scintilla of shame, will Donald Trump. So there you have it. Uh, hey, speaking of uh, the uh, far left progs that Trump is going to try to turn back, I've been talking a lot about on this show how when these Democrats clutch their pearls and, you know, shriek these chanting points, like, Donald Trump is the greatest threat our republic has ever faced. He's a danger to democracy. He fomented an insurrection. And then yet they continue to prop up this walking cadaver who Trump has been leading in some key swing state polls. And my thing, and I'll repeat it again, Generic Democrat polls better head-to-head against Trump. Who is that generic Democrat? Well, if the Democrats really feel like Donald Trump is uniquely dangerous, you know what uniquely dangerous times call for? A unique situation, a unique solution, which is ousting an incumbent president in favor of a more viable candidate to take on Donald Trump. If you really believe Donald Trump is a grand threat to democracy— then you need to replace this walking cadaver in the White House on the 2024 ticket. But they aren't doing that, are they? So when you say Donald Trump is this grand threat to our democracy, I don't believe you. I don't believe you believe that, is what I should say. I don't believe he's the greatest threat to our democracy. I don't believe he should be anywhere near the White House again. But this idea he's this grand threat to our republic, I don't believe it, and I don't believe you believe it. Because you're showing it by your actions. And nothing personifies that more than Governor J.B. Pritzker, Trump, Chief Trump surrogate. Uh, he's governor of Illinois. Spencer, we have that cut ready. This is a cut number three. This is Governor Pritzker after the Iowa results. This campaign is ready, willing, and able to take on any of those MAGA Republican candidates and beat them. No matter which version of the Trump MAGA agenda wins tonight, original, heels, or boots, The platform they are fighting for will cause irreparable harm to this country. Team Biden. This campaign is ready. There you go. Uh, The heels, of course, he's referring to Nikki Haley and the boots. Everybody makes fun of Ron DeSantis because he apparently wears boots. Okay. So in one breath, you say Donald Trump is uniquely dangerous. He's the greatest threat our democracy has seen in 250 plus years. And then you get Governor Pritzker coming out and basically saying, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're all terrible. They're all going to cause irreparable harm to uh, to our country. This is why people are tuning you out and they don't believe you when you say Donald Trump is the greatest threat in the history of our republic. They don't believe you. This is why they don't believe you, because you say garbage like this. And you also don't get rid of the guy that Trump can actually beat head-to-head in Joe Biden. So if you're wondering why your message is falling on deaf ears, this is why. And if you're wondering why Joe Biden's approval ratings, 33%, are reaching reaching unprecedented lows, this is why. And Nora Rothman at, um, at National Review uh, basically talked about the uh, very same thing. Uh, saying, yeah, the Governor Pritzker has given up the game. Uh, it has been apparent for some time that the Democrats believe we should take the threat Trump poses to the Democratic conventions for far more seriously than they do. 
Joe Biden's party bemoans the rise of Republicans who retail poisonous claims about electoral malfeasance and for whom the levers of government are only instruments to be wielded against their enemies. But they do not mourn when those Republicans win their party's nomination to high office. Rather, they facilitate those candidates' ascension by airing ads on their behalf, often compensating for those candidates' lackluster fundraising among actual Republicans. Democrat partisans have a habit of bristling when accused of having any influence over Republican psychology. They maintain that conservatives sacrifice the personal agency they supposedly champion by claiming that anyone other than Republican voters is to blame for the party's evolutionary trajectory. Republican voters do own their choices, but nothing happens in a vacuum. If Democratic efforts to boost the MAGA movement signal weren't effective, they wouldn't be committing precious resources to that project. If claiming that there were no meaningful distinctions between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, which Governor Pritzker did in that soundbite, wasn't a productive way to mobilize their voters and donors alike, they wouldn't waste their time. And we saw that in the 2022 midterms. The Democrats were going to these open primaries and elevating the mega Republican candidates who were deeply unpopular. And because we've had a shift where Democrats are turning out in higher numbers at the midterms and Republicans, that ensured that the Democrat candidate would defeat the mega Republican. So, again, this is something they keep spouting that uh, Donald Trump and his whole and all his mega buddies, they're going to do irreparable harm to this country, yet they prop them up and make them the candidates or they they assist in doing so. Even though. Donald Trump and the like, they're, they're deeply unpopular, and that's what they're hoping. And this is the game they're playing. So, again, if, if Donald Trump is elected and there is a non-zero chance he will be elected president come November, uh, I hope these Democrats take a long, hard look in the mirror and realize their role in making it happen. I will not be holding my breath, however. 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget the live stream of our broadcast is up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So check us out there. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. You want to feel important? You want to be part of something bigger? something that matters and that you can help change things you want to feel like you belong we felt that way too i'm sergeant first class daphne pierre from robinsdale minnesota and that's why we did something about it we aren't just minnesota army national guard soldiers we are people just like you and together we can make a difference take on your legacy visit nationalguard.com forward slash mn to find out more sponsored by the minnesota army national guard aired by the minnesota broadcasters association and this station are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away? Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard-earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, 
hits, you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News & World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-901-5563. 800-901-5563. That's 800-901-5563. Been putting off vacation plans because you can't bear to be away from this station? Great news. You can listen to this radio station whenever, wherever, and however you want. Just download the station's app on your Apple or Android device and your smartphone phone becomes your radio. Prefer apps like TuneIn, iHeart, or Odyssey.com? You can find us there as well. Got a smart speaker like Amazon Echo or Google Home? Just say our name and ask it to play this station. Or listen from the radio station website on any device you'd like, even on vacation. We're always on Freedom 1570. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651-289-448 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And again, we have the live stream of our broadcast up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, one final thing I'll say about the Republican side of the presidential race, and we'll move on to another topic. Basically, when DeSantis got in the race, he was polling dead even with Trump and in some polls even ahead of Trump. And you know when Trump surged ahead of him and never looked back? It's when he started getting indicted. And again, I'm not saying all these indictments are a witch hunt. I, I, I maintain that the mishandling of classified documents, there's some substance there, no doubt about it. But when you're throwing indictments up against a wall and seeing what sticks, that just I'm sorry, it smacks of a witch hunt. And I, I say this as someone who is vehemently against Trump. I mean, the the Alvin Bragg's indictment in Manhattan over federal uh, election laws, over, excuse me, um, campaign finance law violation laws, which the feds weren't even taking up, popcorn fart. And now you've got Fonnie, Fonnie Willis, the DA down in Atlanta, who is... There's strong evidence she's engaged in improper behavior with a lover to, you know, give him a role in this prosecution of Trump down there. So that's inevitably going to be thrown out if if all that comes to fruition. So, again, um, if, if you're doing everything you can to elevate Trump. And I knew 
they didn't really believe Trump was this unique threat when they would say that he is one, and then on the other side of their mouth saying, well, DeSantis is just like Trump, only he can actually convey a strong message, a good message. Okay? So you basically cut DeSantis's legs out from under him by these Trump indictments. Again, if they'd have just done the standalone one on the classified documents, the mishandling of those, I think there might have been something there. But the fact that you're, again, going through through all these others, which there are prominent legal minds are saying are legally dubious. Enjoy. Enjoy. You, you, you did this to yourselves, folks. Okay? I, I'm just... Just, just pointing that out. I mean, how, we we learned absolutely nothing from 2016. Absolutely nothing. You know, you had a lot of these people doing these uh, uh, mea culpas, these come to Jesus moments, these leftists about okay, uh, uh, so this never happens again. We've got to sit and listen and learn, and, and you haven't learned a daggone thing. So enjoy. So transitioning now, I love, I unequivocally love this headline by Northern Alliance Radio Network alum, uh, Ed Morrissey at hotair.com. Uh, the DOJ, Hunter's laptop is real, and it's spectacular. Oh, yeah, and so was the cocaine on his holster. Again, Ed Morrissey at Hot Air. Say, remember when Joe Biden and 51 former intelligence officers declared the Hunter Biden laptop Russian disinformation? National media outlets and social media platforms combined to bury the story ahead of the national election, barring the New York Post from Twitter for reporting on it. All the while, the Department of Justice remained silent for nearly two years. It turns out the federal investigators knew all along that Biden and Democrats lied through their collective teeth. In new court filings last week, rebutting Hunter's attempts to get his federal charges dismissed, the Department of Justice revealed that the laptop matched the data that they had already subpoenaed through Apple. Well, what do you know about that? Pay very close attention to the, uh, there's a, or actually a Miranda Devine posted at Twitter uh, an excerpt uh, of the uh, court, uh, of the court documents. They have, we have already heard, that the FBI had some of the data that emerged in late October 2020 when the New York Post revealed the content of Hunter's laptop. They also got the laptop itself later and found it was largely duplicative of their own evidence. The duplicative material was getting published in real time by the Post. And yet, the Department of Justice remained silent on all of this while Biden and Intel officials claimed it was nothing more than a Russian intelligence plant routed through the Donald Trump campaign. And... you. You know what's not in this court filing? Any mention, mention of Russian intelligence or intelligence in general. Uh, Spencer, if we've got uh, cut number four ready, let's go back to uh, September of 2021. So we're about eight months in to the Biden term, the Biden administration. And uh, back then, his press secretary was Little Red Lying Hood, a.k.a. Jen Psaki, uh, listen to uh, what she had to say in addressing the Hunter Biden laptop. This is cut number four. The president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by a political reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. 
So you notice how deftly she skirted around that. Yeah, there was broad Russian disinformation, but but was that included in it? He just let her hang there. And that was brilliant by Peter Ducey, by the way. She didn't say, yeah, yeah, that laptop was Russian disinformation. She said, well, there was some broad array of Russian disinformation, but she didn't say the laptop was. Okay? So you get the sense that they that they knew it and just decided to bury it. And by the way, well, why is there zero accountability for these members of the former members of the intelligence community? What was it, 51, 52 of them signed on to this letter saying it was Russian disinformation? Based on what? What did they base this on? At least give us something that say, well, this is the this is what we're uh, basing this particular uh, assertion. But that was never done. And again, if we had a collective whose job it was to ask questions and probe and comfort the afflicted while afflicting the comfortable, maybe we'd have an answer to that. Oh, that's right. We do have that. It's called our news media but they're very lax in their responsibility, apparently. So there you have it. I'll uh, continue with Ed Morrissey's piece. The only reference to Russia comes in reference to Hunter's own memoir and his recollection of buying drugs as part of Hunter's self-incrimination. Walking into a park in a high-crime neighborhood to buy crack at 4 a.m. was no different than playing Russian roulette with two shells in the chamber. In some places, it was like playing with five shells, and still, I was willing to spin the chamber again and again. That's the only appearance Russia makes, and it came from Hunter. So th- this is this is one of the most uh, egregious instances of misinformation. How ironic is this? These people who are saying this was Russian disinformation flatly lied. Flatly lied. There, there, there's, there was no basis for that. They just figure they were going with the Russia, Russia, Russia thing. Trump was a Russian asset in 2016, and that's how he won the election. Don't worry, we've got Robert Mueller on it. Uh, Mary Mueller Christmas. Remember they were calling that Mary uh, Mueller Xmas. They were, they had Robert Mueller candles. Okay, that they were basically these progs were basically doing seances around in hopes that it would incriminate Donald Trump and therefore remove him from office. And none of that ever happened. Uh, again, I'll finish up with uh, Ed Morrissey's piece. Uh, most of this has already been hashed out in previous revelations, but the Department of Justice's court filings appear to be the first official rebuke of the Biden apologist narratives. What we still don't know is why the Department of Justice chose to remain silent while intelligence officials, uh, intelligence officers misled the public and why it took almost two years before they even hinted that the laptop was both genuine and the key to an actual criminal probe. This should also lead to a demand for accountability from the media that rushed to suppress a legitimate news story and to silence anyone who dared to discuss it. Will we see any such accountability? Absolutely not, which is why people consider modern journalism, and he puts journalism in quotes, as reliable as street corner used car sales pitches these days. And he's exactly right. Look, We've been talking about it a lot. The media is just basically a transcript service. I talked about it in the first hour, where these bobbleheads on CNN basically nodded right along and let our our own governor falsely claim that Republicans are trying to ban Charlotte's Web in the state of Iowa. I mean, that again, fantastical claim. 
you would think that they they would say, whoa, 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 what? Where's proof of that? that? That's a story in and of itself. But they just let him lie with impunity. That That's our media today. And again, this is, we, we're learning these lessons all over again. As Donald Trump became a very formidable candidate in 2016 and Hillary Clinton, remember her shrieking video? Why aren't I up by 50 points, you may ask? Well, this is it. This is it right here. For a bunch of people who clutch their pearls, you know, when Donald Trump throws out the the uh, the fake news uh, uh, phraseology, this is this is what's happening. And when and they oh and there was I think it was Chris Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, basically saying that uh, Donald Trump calling the news media. Fake news. That was the that that was basically like uh, uh, the news media's N word. It's like seriously, yeah. Chris Cuomo said that. Okay. And yet, they do nothing to quell those assertions. When Donald Trump throws out, and the media is the enemy of the people. Again, that's a bridge too far for me. But I'm getting it's getting much more difficult for me to defend the media against that charge of enemy of the people. Because I got to tell you, you certainly not are not their ally by what not only what you are choosing to report on, which is misleading, but what you're also choosing not to report on, sin of omission. So, I, I, I mean, I, I'll be here every Sunday, one to three, most Sundays. I mean, I'll take a rare and well-deserved break once and for all. But I'm just basically going to sit back and, and just – hold up a full-length mirror to y'all until you finally get it. That your own actions, the thing you claim you don't want is Donald Trump to be in position to get in the White House again. Your own actions are fortifying those chances. And you're too blind to see it. I don't know how much more I can help you out here. It gets to the point uh, I can't think of of a a better... uh, a summation this than what uh, former New York City Mayor Ed Koch said. You know, Mayor Ed Koch, he he lost in his primary battle. I think it was back to David Dinkins back in the 80s. And people said, well, come on, Mayor Koch, you maybe think of running an independent-style uh, candidate. Uh, you got to be able to do something. And he just kind of stood back and said, nope, nope, the people have spoken. And they will be punished. 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget the live stream of the broadcast is up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. It is me, Brad Carlson, back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Woke up this morning, changes were taking place. You looked in the mirror, smile was all over your face. What is dedication? I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Extreme pro-abortion laws, increasing abortions in Minnesota. How do we protect unborn children and their mothers? Join thousands of Minnesotans for the MCCL March for Life on January 22nd at the state capitol. Learn more at mccl.org. Paid for by Minnesota Citizens Concerned for Life. 
There are over 5 million podcasts out there with over 70 million episodes between them. But let's face it, only a few have the Salem stamp of approval. Before getting lost in that jungle, find the ones we recommend at SalemPodcastNetwork.com or the app. Find Charlie Kirk, Dinesh D'Souza, Trish Regan, Jenna Ellis, and Dennis and Julie, and tons more. We vet their content so you don't have to. And the nice thing is, just like this radio station, they're always on message. SalemPodcastNetwork.com With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older, but it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her Relief Factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back pain, lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pains, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel-better or your money-back guarantee. That number, 1-800-4-RELIEF relieffactor.com Frighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, crosscards.com There's one for every occasion birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care crosscards.com is a division of Salem Media Group Hey, welcome back, AM 12 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. One final segment on the broadcast. So speaking of the Department of Justice, this is from Axios.com. A new Department of Justice report heavily criticized law enforcement's response to the May 2022 mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, explicitly calling it a failure, Attorney General Merrick Garland said on Thursday. The DOJ report said uh, the state and local police who initially arrived at the school mishandled the situation, wasting precious time that could have been used to save lives. The gunman killed 19 children and two adults, some of whom were shot while they were trapped inside classrooms with the shooter for over an hour. Local and state law enforcement agencies have faced ferocious criticism over their response to the deadliest school shooting in Texas history. Garland said the most significant mistake was the responding officer's failure to continue to treat the scene as an active shooter scenario. The report, the approach calls for immediate and continuous confrontation with a threat until it is eliminated. 
Garland said officers instead switched to a barricaded subject scenario, erroneously believing they had time to reassess the situation and prepare for a confrontation with the gunman. The response was also marred by miscommunication with local officers not made aware that victims inside the classroom with a shooter had made multiple 911 calls, according to public information available before the Justice Department's report. So this ties in a lot with what I said in the uh, first hour, is that you are basically responsible for your own protection. Uh, the families, but. Uh, Based on Supreme Court precedents, they can't sue law enforcement authorities. They can't sue the state of Texas because the Supreme Court, there are several precedents out where basically you don't have a constitutional right to law enforcement protection. And there was no resource officer here. I don't know if teachers were allowed to carry or not. I mean, Texas obviously has got some uh, very favorable gun laws to the law to the law abiding gun owner, that is. And yet, and yet, the Department of Justice reaches this conclusion. You will not see a single mea culpa from any of the typical parties who want to jump up and down and shriek gun control now and use the bodies of, of children. The vast majority of these were children, 19 children, as political pawns. And, of course, as a, as a gun owner, they, they want to shame you into having the audacity to wanting to own a gun. And uh, Spike Cohen, libertarian, he was a libertarian vice president uh, candidate in 2020. Uh, I, I'll never forget his quote. Uh, with, within about a week or two, it was about, this is a little more than a week after the shooting, and it was ascertained that law enforcement's response was to be charitable, clumsy. And let's just call it what, what it was disgraceful, a dereliction of duty. Spike Cohen said, uh, we've learned a lesson from the horrific tragedy in Uvalde. Government will mandate that your children be vulnerable, hold you back at gunpoint while they are murdered, and then try to lie about it. And then they'll tell you it all happened because you own a rifle. Because, of course, that's what they were focused on is gun control. We've got to outlaw, got to outlaw AR-15s, got to outlaw guns. You had, you had Steve Kerr, progressive uh, Far left progressive and the NBA head coach or the head coach of the NBA's Golden State Warriors. They happen to be in Texas, I think the day of the shooting, maybe the day after the shooting, to to play a game against one of the Texas NBA teams. And he basically, you know, pounded the desk. You know, these these politicians got to do something. They got to do something. Well, um, here's a little news flash for you, Stevie. Uh, law enforcement is an agent of the government too. And they failed us. So what is the what are politicians supposed to do uh, about law enforcement failing to do their jobs? Because, again, as we've seen in Supreme Court precedents, certainly can't be any lawsuits filed against them. And, of course, a lot of these officers have either retired or, or moved on from law enforcement or resigned or, or what have you. But, yeah, that was another galling part of the story is you had parents, some parents of these kids or spouses of adults in that school hearing what was happening and trying to go in there to do anything they could, and they were held back at gunpoint by law enforcement. And yet you want to take my gun? You want to take the guns of other law-abiding citizens? You want to make it harder for us to protect ourselves? Because 
However, this person, and by the way, gee, what a shock. The shooter was on uh, the FBI's radar, or at least law enforcement's radar, for possibly being a threat. Yet you want to take my gun? Because law enforcement was dereliction of their duty in dereliction of their duty? I don't think so. I don't think so. So I'm gonna push back. And and I, you know, initially when some of these things had happened, you know, you kind of get in a defensive position as a gun owner because you don't want to seem insensitive to the family members who lost loved ones senselessly. Didn't have to happen, shouldn't have happened. Because the facts and logic are on our side. Obviously, emotion is not. The emotional appeal is not on our side, and that's why the progs use it so very often. Because they can't they can't argue in facts and logic, so they use emotional appeal. And that's why they do it in these instances. And yet, nearly two years later, the Department of Justice finally comes out and says, yeah, you know what, if law enforcement would have uh, done their jobs properly, casualties would have been severely limited. And there would have been kids at home the past two Christmases with their families. But instead, let's go with a favorite whipping boy. Your law-abiding gun owners. And there's going to be pushback from that. And again, uh, we're going to be labeled as insensitive or not caring about the safety of children. And of course, the I got a lot of this on when I shared stuff on my Instagram story. Well, children, you have a right to carry a gun, but children have a right to be protected from being shot. It's like, yeah. And I got just as much right to be protected from being shot, too. Guess how I uh, stand up for that right? And adults in that school should have been able to exercise that right, too. So that was the uh, week that was in the Department of Justice news. A lot going on there. So, folks, as always, thank you for tuning in. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks VapoCool Drops. Yeah, Vicks VapoCool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Please welcome to the stage. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks VapoCool Drops. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first one hundred people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth five hundred dollars stop worrying about your irs problem 
We can help you, we promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-240-4587. That's 800-240-4587. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the people. AM 1280, the 